You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to Luke's English Podcast. In this episode, you will have a chance to refresh your vocabulary from the first 11 episodes of Luke's English Podcast. Now, everyone knows it's vital to review vocabulary you have learned. If you don't review it, then you're likely to forget it. So, in this episode, I will help you to remember some of the expressions I taught you in the early days of Luke's English Podcast. Of course, We will be doing this in a natural way by demonstrating the way these expressions can be used in a natural, authentic and unscripted conversation. All you have to do is notice the expressions, remember them and then try to pick them up yourself. So here's what's going to happen in the episode. First, I will read out a list of 56 expressions from episodes 1 to 11 and give you a brief definition of each one. You can see those... um, expressions and their definitions on the website uh, for this episode. Obviously, the website you know is uh, teacherluke.podomatic.com. Episode 112, Vocabulary Review. Find that episode. You'll be able to see um, the list of expressions and their definitions. You may need to, uh, after a while, you may need to go to Luke's English blog, but there will be a link on this page to take you to that uh, page. Okay. So anyway, go to the website, have a look at the list uh, of expressions and definitions below. Um, You'll be able to read them. Um, Second, You should listen to the conversation between Kate and me and try to either notice the expressions as they are used. You can listen for the grammar of the expression, how it's pronounced, etc. Or predict which expression is coming next. You can do this while looking at the expression list or by simply listening without the list. Third, you should look at the list again and practice using the expressions yourself. Perhaps you can just say some sentences about yourself or people you know. You should speak them rather than write them. Um, You could record yourself speaking them and listen back to the recordings to give yourself some perspective on your pronunciation. All of these things are good ways to improve your English with this podcast. Of course, if you prefer, you can just sit back and enjoy listening to the podcast. As ever, please add your comments below. You can say whatever you like. Why don't you write a sentence about yourself using one of the expressions from this episode, for example. You can also make donations by clicking one of the donate buttons on this page. So, let's start, shall we? Um, I'm now going to read through the list of expressions which are used in this episode, and I'll give you a brief definition of each one. I've got them all here on a piece of paper. Um, If you've listened to every single episode of Luke's English Podcast, then you may recognise these expressions. Um, I hope so. It might be a good way to refresh your memories. If you haven't listened to them yet, well, this is a good chance to learn those expressions anyway. And um, when you do finally get round to uh, listening to uh, the first 10 or 11 episodes of the podcast, some of these expressions will be quite familiar to you already. So here we go. Uh, Number one, he's let himself go. He's let himself go. He has let himself go. That means he has allowed himself to become less attractive. He's let himself go. Have you seen, um, I don't know, who's a good example? Have you seen, um, have you seen Paul McCartney recently? He's really let himself go. 
for example. Number two, to slur your words. To slur your words. Slur your words. That means to pronounce words wrong because of drink or maybe other things. So you might know that actually from a recent episode where um, I had a drink with my friends while recording a podcast. So to slur your words. Number three, eccentric. He's a bit eccentric. Eccentric. It means strange, unusual, or a bit crazy. He's a bit eccentric. Um, number four, I'm a bit sceptical. Sceptical. I'm a bit sceptical. If you're sceptical of something, it means you're, you doubt whether it's true. So some people say that they, can, you know, that they see UFOs, but I'm a bit sceptical, to be honest. So sceptical means you, you doubt whether something is true. Number five, it's a piss take. It's just a piss take. A piss take is a joke. It's a slightly rude expression. So that's it. It must be a piss take. A piss take is like uh, when you make a joke about someone or when you make fun of someone. You can say it's a, it's a bit of a piss take. Uh, I'm leaning towards it. I'm leaning towards it. That means that you are preferring one of two options. So, if so I mean, for example, if someone says, would you, like, would you like tea or coffee? You can say, well... I'm kind of leaning towards tea, to be honest. That means that you're likely to choose tea, so you're preferring tea rather than coffee. I'm leaning towards tea. You, to be honest, you wouldn't really say that you're leaning towards tea. You'd probably use leaning towards for slightly more uh, complex uh, decisions. Um, let's see, I'm leaning towards uh, tea or coffee... I'm leaning toward. I don't know. If you if you basically need to make a slightly more complicated decision, like if you're buying a car and if you need to buy either a Ford Focus or a Volkswagen Golf, and you kind of look at all the options, in the end you go, well, I'm kind of leaning towards the Golf. To be honest, I think it's a better car. Um, so number, this is number seven. I was scared stiff. I was scared stiff means I was really scared. Uh, number eight, it frightened the life out of me. It frightened the life out of me Ma means that it really scared me. Um, I jumped or it made me jump. That means it shocked me. It, it's, it frightened me and shocked me so much that I literally jumped. I was speechless. I was speechless. That means I was so surprised or so scared that I couldn't speak. The next one is I was lost for words. I was lost for words. Again, that means I'm, I was so surprised or so shocked that I didn't know what to say. I'm, I was lost for words. You can use that in the present tense as well. I'm lost for words. I don't know what to say. You know, if you, if you win a competition or something. So, ladies and gentlemen, well done. Congratulations to you for winning the competition. What have you got to say for yourself? Well, I'm really lost for words. You know, I'm speechless. I'm so surprised. I never expected to win this Oscar for best podcast etc. All right. I was, I was lost for words. I was chuffed. I was chuffed or I was chuffed to bits. Chuffed just means very happy or very pleased. It's kind of an informal expression. I was chuffed to bits. That's a very British expression as well. I don't think the Americans would say that. Gee, I, w I sure was chuffed to bits. No, they wouldn't say that. It's an English thing. I was chuffed to bits. I was gutted. I was absolutely gutted. That's another really typically British expression. I was absolutely gutted. That means I was really disappointed. I was gutted. I was really down in the dumps. If you're down in the dumps, that means you were really depressed. He's a bit down in the dumps at the moment. What's the matter with him? Oh, I think his girlfriend just left him, for example. Um, don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge a book by its cover.
That means that you shouldn't judge things by appearance. So if you look at a book um, and you look at the picture on the cover and you go, oh, that looks like a boring book, that's a mistake because you, can't, you can only judge the book by looking at what's inside the book. Don't judge a book by its cover, which is kind of strange, really, when you think about it because um, how else can you decide whether you want to buy a book or not? Surely the only way you can make a judgment on the book is by looking at what's written on the cover. And I think that when we go shopping for books, everyone judges books by their cover, don't they? They take the book and they look at it and they go, I wonder if this is going to be interesting. And they look at all the description on the back and they look at the little review comments on it. And based on that, often, that's how we decide what we we want to read. For example, you can't just read the entire book there in the bookshop before you buy it. That's ridiculous. So I suppose you can have books recommended to you and things like that. But I think a lot of the time we do judge books by their cover, although we shouldn't, apparently, according to this expression. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover. You shouldn't judge things by their appearance. It's not just books. It could be for people as well. For example, I think it's Susan Boyle. You could say she looked like a sort of... um, just a crazy old woman, you might say. But you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. She was actually an amazingly talented singer. Um, next one is, there's more t- There's more than meets the eye. There's more than meets the eye. So that means it's, it's more difficult to understand something than you first thought. So maybe the first impression you got is not necessarily the right impression that there's actually more than that. There's more than just the first impression. Next one is, a laughing stock. A laughing stock, that is basically something that everybody is laughing at in a kind of a bad way. So if you're a, la- if you're a laughing stock, then it means you've made a fool of yourself in public and everybody's laughing at you. Um, the next one is moral fibre. Moral fibre. And moral fibre basically is like inner moral strength. Okay? The one after that is to be bold as brass. If you're bold as brass, it means you're really confident, maybe a little bit too confident overconfident. You're bold as brass. The next one is, his bark is worse than his bite. His bark is worse than his bite. So a bark is what a dog does, you know, like woof, rap, 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 rap. That's to bark like a dog. And if you say his bark is worse than his bite, then the way, you know, the sound of his bark is more frightening than his bite. So if a dog goes, row, 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 and the owner says, oh, don't worry, his bark is worse than his bite. That means he sounds more frightening than he actually is. And we don't just use that to talk about dogs. We can use it to talk about people, for example. Someone who looks kind of intimidating or scary and has got a very sort of scary sounding voice, perhaps, or a scary first impression. Actually, they're not really that bad. They're quite kind people, really. So, oh, don't worry about him. His bark is worse than his bite. Um, a barrel of laughs is the next one. A barrel of laughs. He's an absolute barrel of laughs. A barrel being a big container. They use barrels to keep like wine or beer in. So a barrel of laughs is like, he's a lot of fun. He's full of laughs. He's really good fun. He's a barrel of laughs. The next one is to flirt with someone. To flirt with someone. That's to behave like you think someone is attractive and you want them to fancy you, so you flirt with them. The next one is to fancy someone. That means that you think someone is attractive. You think they're fit, you might say. Um, To chat someone up. 
That means to talk to someone in order to get them to like you. Maybe if you fancy someone, you want to flirt with them, you might go over and chat them up. Say, hey, baby, do you come here often? Obviously, you shouldn't chat someone up like that. That's the worst way to do it. Um, I think I've done an episode on chat-up lines or something similar before. Maybe that's something I can do in the future. Exclusive episode on how to chat up women in English. I think that could be quite a good idea. Uh, The next expression in this rather long list is to go out with someone, to go out with someone. And that means to either go on a date with someone or to be in a relationship with someone. So, for example, you say, um, uh, I wonder who's famous. Who's a famous person that's going out with someone else? Well, it was like Kirsten Stewart was going out with Robert Pattinson before she um, cheated on him behind his back, the cruel woman. Um, so they were going out with each other and then she decided to cheat on like some big shot movie producer. Um, yeah. And the ironic thing, ironic thing was as well that in all the photos that people took of Kirsten Stewart, when she was going out with Robert Pattinson, she was never smiling. She was just miserable looking. And then she, she cheats on him with another guy and all the photos that were taken with her and this other guy, she's got a big smile on her face. So what's going on there? I don't know. Maybe someone needs to have a chat with uh, Robert Pattinson, you know, um, maybe speak to him about how he's treating his girlfriends. Um, right. So the next one is to ask someone out. And that basically means to ask someone on a date. Um, hey, uh, I was just thinking, if, would, you, would you like to uh, maybe go for a drink with me? No, no. OK, fine. Uh, Oh, you would? Wow, great. Okay. Uh, how about uh, tomorrow in the in the bar, the local bar? That's that's not again. That's not how you should ask someone out. Um, I'm not really an expert on these things. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know what. Sometimes what the best way to ask someone out is. There are lots of different ways. Sometimes the traditional route of the kind of I was thinking maybe um, if you'd like to go for dinner with me sometime, uh, or uh, the slightly more alternative route, which is um, I don't know. Something like, hey, do you want to go and uh, shoot zombies with me in the games arcade? I don't know. It depends. You know, whatever works for you, basically, to, to ask someone out. The next one is to have chemistry, to have chemistry between you. If you have chemistry, it means you have a special feeling between you and, a, and another person, usually sort of between a boy and a girl. There's like real chemistry between them. That means that there's kind of electricity between the two people. To fall for someone is the next uh, expression. To fall for someone. And if you fall for someone, it means you fall in love with someone. Then to drift apart. To drift apart means that you become different. You start going in different directions slowly. You drift apart. Next expression is to split up with someone. That means that you end a relationship with someone. Um, You split up. So Robert Pattinson and Kirsten Stewart have split up, for example. To dump someone, that is to finish a relationship by rejecting someone. You know, um, he's really down in the dumps at the moment because his girlfriend dumped him for example. Um, next one, The next sort of set of expressions come from my video, 16 Ways to Say I Like It, which is a kind of YouTube smash hit, almost. Um, so the next one is, uh, I'm into it. If you're into something, it means you're really interested in it and you really like it. Um, next one is, I'm keen on it. I'm really keen on it. That means I really like it. I'm really interested in it. So, you know, you might say, I'm really keen on stamp collecting, if you're kind of a boring person. I'm really keen on um, 
playing uh, computer games. Again, if you're a really boring person. I'm really keen on uh, train spotting. I like to stand uh, at the edge of the station platform and uh, basically look at all the trains that come in and go out of the station and record every number which is written on the side of the train. I find it very uh, invigorating and very exciting and I'm very keen on it in general. I have my own little uh, book where I keep a note of all the train numbers that I've seen. I think it's find it very exciting. And every now and then, uh, maybe once a month or so, um, a really unique train will come through, maybe a freight train of some kind, bearing quite a unique number. Um, that would be, for example, a train spotting enthusiast who's really keen on train spotting. Um, I don't know if that's popular in other countries, but it used to be really popular here. You get these guys in sort of... Um, um, what are they called? They guys in sort of um, uh, plastic Max, like these geeks with glasses and notepads, standing there recording all of the trains that go through the station. For some reason, that that would be a very exciting thing to do. I can't imagine why. Um, maybe in the old days of the steam engines, that I can imagine that would be fun, but not these sort of diesel engine trains of of these days that would be rubbish wouldn't it um anyway so it it appeals to me it really appeals to me that means i like the idea of it it goes down well or it went down well that means other people liked it other people responded well to it sort of like well done the presentation went down really well with the sales executives for example um, it's to my liking, which is a slightly formal expression, just means I like it or I like to do it sometimes. So, you know, if you remember from the video, this wine is to my liking. Mm -hmm. um, I'm crazy about it or I'm mad about it just means I absolutely love it passionately. Um, I'm attached to it means I kind of really need it, you know, like I'm attached to my mobile phone. I kind of, I don't know what I would do without it. I'm addicted to it means I can't stop doing it. I've grown to like it means that I didn't used to like it, but I now, but now I do like it. For example, I didn't used to like Radiohead, but I've really grown to like them. Um, I've got a soft spot for her. To have a soft spot for someone means that you like someone a bit more than you like other people. So, you know, they've got a special place in your heart. I've got a real soft spot for her, for example. I can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of it. I'm, it means I'm never bored of it and I always want more and more. For example, I just can't get enough of Luke's English podcast. Um, to get round to doing something, to get round to doing something means to finally find the time to do something. So I finally got round to recording another episode of Luke's English Podcast, ladies and gentlemen, and you're listening to it right now. Um, to put something off, to put something off means to postpone something. Um, so, for example, uh, we're going to, because of rain, we're going to put off the football match until next weekend, for example. The next item on the list is to be caught up in something. To be caught up in something. And that means to be distracted or to be made busy by something. To be kind of in, involved by something which distracts you from something else. To be caught up in something. I got really caught up in the Olympic fever during the uh, Olympic Games in London uh, during the summer. Uh, to give up on something, to give up on something. That means to just stop trying to do something or stop believing in something for some reason. Okay. Uh, to run out of something is to, when you have, nothing, you have none left of something. For example, I've run out of fuel in my car. My battery has run out. 
uh, just means that you have none left. It takes up my time. It really takes up my time. It means it uses my time. For example, preparing, recording and uploading an episode of Luke's, Luke's English podcast can take up quite a lot of time, but that's all right because that's my thing. That's what I'm into. Um, to hold on is to wait, of course. To be pissed off is a slightly rude expression, which means to be angry or annoyed. I'm really pissed off at the moment, for example. To bottle up your feelings, to bottle up your feelings, that means to not express your feelings and keep them inside, keep them secret. You shouldn't bottle up your feelings, it's bad for you. And then finally, uh, expression number 56 in this vocabulary review is to cheer someone up to cheer someone up and that just means to make someone feel happy again so thanks a lot for your messages you really cheered me up yeah okay that's it that's 56 um, expressions now what you're going to hear is those expressions used in a natural context in a natural authentic conversation you're going to hear me and Kate having a chat and we will use all of those expressions in that order. And so, as I said, what you can do is just listen to this conversation and just notice the expressions when we use them. Notice how we use them. Maybe if you want, you can play a little game and try and predict which expression is coming next. But that's it for this rather long introduction, as usual. Now you can listen to the conversation between me and Kate and really get to grips with all these natural expressions. Thanks very much and enjoy the conversation. Hello, everybody. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast, which is probably what you expected when you clicked the play button. You thought, I know, I think I'll listen to Luke's English Podcast now. That would be a good idea. And you, you'd be right, of course. It's a very, very good idea. In fact, probably the best decision that you've made for a very long time was to click that thing which you just clicked or press that button which you just pressed. Maybe it was an accident, maybe your hand just slipped and you accidentally started listening to Luke's English podcast. But, you know, don't regret the, that, that uh, occurrence because, uh, you know, I'm sure that you'll find that, that it's, the, again, the best thing that's, that's happened to you for probably ever, just forever, for your entire existence on planet Earth. Okay, so well done for, for making, for, well done for allowing that to happen to yourself, because here we are now, we're, we're, we're in, we're into another episode of Luke's English Podcast. Now, um, I've done over 100 episodes now, and I realise that's a massive amount of vocabulary which you can learn from Luke's English Podcast. There's just loads of uh, expressions and things in all of those episodes, and I wonder uh, sometimes if you remember them all. Um, we all know, as teachers and good learners of English, that it's very important to review uh, vocab that you learn from time to time. If you just hear it once or just study it once, the chances are you're not going to remember it. So you have to, like, you know, frequency. You've got to read it again, listen to it again, try and use it again. So in order to help you do that a little bit, I thought that in this episode I'd give you a review of some of the vocabulary from the first 11 episodes of Luke's English Podcast. That's just the first 11. So that's way, we're going back in time for this one. Uh, we're going all the way back to uh, the first 11 episodes of Luke's English Podcast. Now, if you haven't listened to them, 
uh, fine. You, you can just try and follow this episode. But if you have, then it will be like uh, a review for you. Um, so some listeners find the podcast and they are a bit overwhelmed by the content. They're like, where should I start? Should I start at the beginning? Should I start in the middle? Should I start at the end? Well, I would recommend that you start from the beginning uh, because the episodes are, well, the episodes are supposed to stand alone. They're supposed to be kind of independent, um, although some episodes do go together in a little series, like, for example, Luke versus Oliver 1 and 2, and the Brighton Fringe podcast 1, 2 and 3. But generally, um, most of the episodes can be listened to individually. But if you listen to the episodes from the beginning, from when I started in 2009, then that's probably a good idea because you will hear the way the podcast has developed over the years. And also, there's a lot of important stuff to learn from the early episodes. So in this one, it'll be a chance to just go over some of the language from the first 10 or 11 episodes. And I'm joined again by Kate in this episode. Hello, Kate. Hello, Luke. Uh, speaking with your normal accent there, right? Um, now, what we're going to do um, in this episode is actually Kate and I, we're going to play a game. Um, is that all right with you, Kate? That's fine. Yeah, I like games. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to chat naturally. We're going to try and have a kind of normal, natural conversation. Quite normal, anyway. We're going to have a normal chat, but uh, what we have in front of us on the table here is a list of expressions and phrases uh, from episodes 1 to 11 of the podcast. And they're just here on a piece of paper. Um, so, in fact... To, to help you out a bit, listeners, I'm going to list, I'm going to read all of the um, phrases uh, on the paper for you now, so you'll know which ones I'm gonna, we're going to deal with in this episode. So you're going to hear that list now. Hi everyone, I think you'll find that you've already heard that list, so if you want to hear it again, you can just rewind. Otherwise, let's continue. Now, I expect it's going to be quite difficult for us to make the conversation flow while also using these expressions. But let's, let's get started, shall we? Yeah. All right, so, um, so yeah. Um, Luke, did you watch the, uh, the Olympic opening ceremony? The Olympic, yeah, yeah, I did watch the Olympic opening ceremony. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I thought there was some really great music. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my friend, um, my friend Caroline, was, yeah. uh, she was in it. She was in yeah. the opening yeah. ceremony? She was really? playing the drums. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's great. With with who? Which with which band? Uh, <laughs> she wasn't she wasn't in a band. She was one of the uh, volunteers. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, one of the volunteers. It wasn't. It, she wasn't playing a drum. She was playing a bucket, actually. Okay. Yeah. Right, but sort of drumming on a bucket. Yeah. 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 We haven't got to any. Of the, <laughs> we haven't got to any of the expressions yet, listeners. So, okay, so keep listening. Drum, it, drumming on a bucket isn't it? Drumming expression. on a bucket is not related to the. the next expression on the list no. that we haven't even done the first one no. did you see um did you see paul mccartney performing yeah i, I did um what do you think how do you think he looks these days <laughs> well you know he's he's a bit wrinkled yeah. um you can tell that he dyes his hair yeah he's not looking as good as he used to and i think he's he's let himself go you think so a bit. yeah yeah um I know. I, I, I remember when he got divorced from that horrible woman, Heather Mills. Um, there were all these reports in the papers that he drinks a lot. Really? Do you think that he drinks a lot? I mean, some. I mean, to me, 
it didn't really sound like he was slurring his words or anything <laughs> during the performance. Um, what do you think? Do you reckon he's? Um... I don't. I don't really think. Um, I haven't heard that rumor myself. No? But um, you know, the thing about Paul McCartney is he's he's just your kind of. He's just too normal. He's not that eccentric, is he? Don't you think he's eccentric? Com- no, compared to other pop stars like David Bowie. Yeah. He's eccentric. David Bowie, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing next. <laughs> Who am I? What's my identity? In fact, maybe, That's David Bowie. Maybe Bowie. he was too. Oh, you say Bowie. Bowie, I, Bowie. I say Bowie. Do maybe he was too eccentric to actually be in the opening ceremony because he wasn't there, was he? No, but he said no. They they uh, they invited they invited him, but uh, he said no. Mm. I think to be honest, Bowie was probably a bit sceptical of the whole thing. You know, he just thought, I don't want to get involved in the Olympic ceremony because it's too commercial. You know. <laughs> but they what. used his music. Yeah, they used heroes. Yeah, didn't no, they? they used loads. They used a whole medley of his his tunes. Really? Yeah. Okay. Do you think that's fair? Uh, well, yeah, they're great songs. You know, yeah. for me, it was a, uh, it was quite a good moment to play David Bowie songs mm. to the rest of the world. Yeah, I thought it was good. But fair on David Bowie. As long as he said yes, then yeah. uh, then it's all right. Okay. They probably phoned him. Um, David, do you mind if we use all <laughs> your songs? Uh, you can use my songs, but I'm not going to perform them. Um, that's, a, that's a David Bowie impression. Yes. <laughs> it's just a piss take, really. I'm, I'm not really being serious. I'm just yeah. making fun of him. Um, so... Um, yeah, I I wonder. Like, which one do you think was a better uh, event, the the Olympics or the Paralympics? Which one? If you had to um, choose one, which okay. one would you choose? Well, I I mm, I liked the Paralympics, but I'm leaning towards the Olympics. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that because you got a bad leg or? <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> You're leaning, you're leaning towards the Olympics. Yeah. You preferred the Olympics, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, uh, yeah. At the moment, I'm kind of feeling that. Yeah, I'm. I'm leaning towards the Olympics just because it. I. We all expected it to be uh, <laughs> rubbish, uh, but actually, it was such a surprise when it was really good. Yeah. That um, I think feeling so excited and yeah. being so happily surprised. Yeah. Uh, was amazing. And yeah. the Paralympics, we kind of expected it to be. Do you reckon the organisers of, of the, the Olympics, you know, with all that pressure, yeah. do you think they were nervous? <laughs> um, you know, people like uh, Boris Johnson and uh, Sebastian Coe, uh, the so people who organised, do you reckon they were nervous not, before the, the opening not ceremony? Not Boris Johnson, I don't think he's ever nervous, but no. I think um, Sebastian Coe, Seb Coe, I think yeah. he was probably scared stiff. Yeah. I would have been scared I, stiff. I tell you who was scared stiff, actually. The, the guy who designed the Olympic cauldron. Yes. You know, the massive flame. Yeah. Uh, he, I, heard on, I heard an interview with him. He was scared stiff. Why? Because uh, he didn't know if it was going to work, if all the yeah. things, petals... <laughs> the, the different parts of yeah. the flame or torch... Mm. If yeah. they would light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, in the rehearsal before, my friend told me yeah. it failed. Like, it didn't, they didn't all lift up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he was... Uh, scared stiff. Scared stiff, yeah. But thankfully it worked out and it was fantastic, yeah. wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, it, it, it's awful when you're scared stiff, isn't it? It really is. Um, yeah, I mean, yes. When were I you spoke, last? When was I last scared <laughs> stiff? Um, just, just in a really embarrassing way. Uh, just, to, just a really embarrassing moment. Um, when I was I was walking home recently, yeah, um, and I was just walking along. I had my Walkman on, um, and um, your Walkman, my Walkman, my MP3 Walkman. player, iPod, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, mine is a Walkman. It's really? a Sony MP3 player Walkman. <laughs> okay, um, so they still exist. It wasn't a cassette player, um, old-fashioned Sony cassette player. Although I think they're good. I still have one of them, and a mini disc player, mm. and a compact disc. Do player. you do you have one of those phone uh, uh, jackets that's in the style of a Walkman. You mean like a, a, a mobile phone cover yeah. which makes your mobile look like a Walkman? Yeah. No, 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 I don't. <laughs> Good. I don't. Why do you think they're sad? <laughs> I think they're just a bit like, why not just get a Walkman? If you think that Walkmans are cool. Yeah. Like, why buy an extremely expensive smartphone and then make it look like a really cheap piece of 1980s technology? It's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, back to the story. Anyway, back to the story. So I was walking home. It was a bit dark. Yeah. I, was where, I was listening to my Walkman, so I, I wasn't really aware of what was going on around me, right? And um, I, I, uh, I stopped to um, uh, send a text message on mm. my mobile. This mm. is all true, mm. by the way. I stopped to send a text message on my mobile. It was dark in the street. And I was focusing on texting, mm. right? Um, for the listeners, Luke is now... Uh, he's gesturing with, with... He's showing me how he was texting. The style he's texting in is quite like how my dad texts. But this is how you text on... Luke his... is using his index finger. He's using his finger to text. He's not using his thumb. But that's how you text on a smartphone. <laughs> now with the touch screen, you have oh, to right. use your index finger. <laughs> it's hard to do... I mean, I've got a Blackberry, and I double text with my thumbs, but... I yeah. just thought that the sign language for texting would be more okay. like pressing this, my finger this into... This is how my dad texts. Okay. Well, anyway, I was, I was texting. It was a dark street at yeah. night. I was, where, I was listening to music. And then suddenly I saw a dark shape out of the corner of my eye. Yeah. And just this dark shape moved in front of me. Mm. And honestly, it, fri it frightened the life out of me. Really? Yeah. You I, were really I, scared? Yeah. It, it really made me jump. And what was it? It, well, it turned. I thought it was obviously an an, an alien or, or a, um, some sort of monster that was going to Boris Johnson. Yeah, I thought maybe it was Boris Johnson that he'd sort of been bitten by a zombie and he, uh, you know he's going to try and get me. Um, and so I, you know, I jumped. I was I was speechless. I was like uh, for just well half a second mm. really, and then um, and then I looked and I realised it was it was just a cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really, really cute cat. Um, it wasn't a lion. It wasn't. It wasn't like. It wasn't a lion. It wasn't a tiger no. or anything. It was just simply a cat. It wasn't a fox, was it? No, no, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. It was definitely. It was a. It was like the uh, the cutest cat that mm. you can imagine. But just seeing this this shape in the, from the corner of my eye just made me jump out of my skin. Um, and, you know, I was really lost for words for a moment there. You didn't Not, know what to say. No, but, I mean, there was no one there to, to speak to. Mm. So, I mean, it wasn't really a problem. But in the middle of the text message I was writing, I just mm. didn't know what to write next. <laughs> you know, I ended up just writing LOL, L-O-M-G, <laughs> see you later. Um, 
So yeah, that was that was a pretty frightening moment. Yeah. Do you think? Um, uh, do you think the person getting the text was pleased? Yeah. To get that text. Yeah, I from think you, you from yeah. Luke Thompson. Because it was such an awesome text. Yeah. Because you know, think about it. That person would have just received a text or an email from, from Luke from Luke's English podcast, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he was uh, chuffed to bits. Yeah, absolutely chuffed. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I sent you a text uh, recently. You did. Yeah, you were, did. You, were you chuffed? I, I was, I was gutted. You were gutted. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why were you gutted? Um, you, you sent me a text uh, saying, <laughs> what did you say? You, you gave me some bad news, I think. Yeah, because uh, I, I was I was really down in the dumps at, yeah. that, at that time. Mm. I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh what am I gonna do? Yeah. Oh, you know, this uh, wasn't a re- very interesting text. No, it was like, oh, I've exceeded my <laughs> monthly bandwidth allowance uh, on Podomatic.com. What am I gonna do? And I'll, I'll, I think I'll send a text to Kate. <laughs> Dear Kate. That's how you start text messages. Dear Kate, um, I've exceeded my monthly bandwidth allowance for on podomatic.com. What am I going to do about it? Um, and that's what I sent to you. And, you, you know, you were obviously gutted because mm. it was mm. an extremely boring you, message. You also, you were telling me about um, this, you were thinking of buying a book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was I? Yeah. Uh, was I thinking of buying a book? Yeah, well, I bought, yeah, that's it. You wanted I'd, my advice. I'd seen this book in the bookshop, right? And yeah. uh, it said a uh, hundred uh, pieces of advice for to, to make a successful living out of uh, podcasting. Oh. And then I thought the title looks great, but the picture on the front yeah. just looked so boring. Mm. It was like a picture of an old computer from the 90s. You know, like those really old school 90s computers that, uh, you know, when you used to used to have uh, dial-up uh, internet connections, mm. the, the, in order to get onto the internet, you had to kind of dial... Use the internet to go through your telephone line, yeah. and it would take sort of half an hour to yeah. download just one. Oh god! All that, and, and you'd do that, and it would take you half an hour just to send one email. Yeah. Um, so that was the picture of the computer on the front, and I thought, God, this this book looks so boring and dull and old-fashioned. But, yeah, but then I I sent you a message back, didn't I? Yeah. I said, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And at first, I thought you were being ironic or metaphorical, but no, you meant <laughs> literally. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, yeah. um, which is true in all aspects of life, not it, just in when yeah. you're buying books. Might be a good book. Could have been a good. I mean, I didn't buy it because I thought that's clearly a boring book. I I I made the classic mistake of judging the book by its cover. <laughs> I should have read it and then judged it first. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, it just shows, you know. <laughs> It just shows, doesn't it, Kate, that there's, you know, there's more than meets the eye. Yeah. Um, which is, you yeah. know, again, true in, in many, many it's true. ways. It's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I was worried, Kate, I was worried that if I did buy that old-fashioned-looking book and then I took it to school 
and I and I uh, you know I, mm. I got it out of my bag in the teacher's room with your Sony Walkman with my old school Sony Walkman. Mm. Mm. I was worried that if everyone saw me with all this old-fashioned stuff, mm. that I would just be I would look like a ridiculous idiot. I would just You'd look, look like a. I'd be a laughing stock. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would just be a total. I, I just you know I don't want that kind of embarrassment. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. Luke, Luke's not a laughing stock. No. Um, I mean, people laugh. They laugh at me and, and, with, and with me, but I'm not exactly a laughing stock. No, no, no. 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 Um, and anyway, I think that the people uh, at the London School of English yeah. in, the, in the staff room, yeah. I think they're good people, you know, they're you, people you can trust. They're not, they're not just going to make fun of you if you've got an old-fashioned MP3 player. They're good, st solid, strong people. Yeah. They've got a moral fibre. They have. They have, actually. That's true, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, they, they don't ever... They don't ever deceive you. They, they're always quite honest and yeah. really, really nice people. Yeah, uh, yeah that's right. Um, do you reckon that students uh, uh, realise the, the 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 way that the teachers sort of behave in the teachers' room? Because we've got kind of a no. an informal. Sometimes we have quite an informal uh, relationship with each other. You know, we like to make fun of each mm. other. And, you know, it's like a normal uh, working relationship. Mm. But um, um, I wonder if the students realise that because sometimes they're a bit nervous about coming into mm. the teacher's room to ask questions except actually recently I, I did see a student mm. she just marched straight into the teacher's room she, was just, she just walked straight in as bold as brass did and said I want, I want to borrow a dictionary <laughs> she wanted to borrow a dictionary I think she, you know, she, it's good. she was a good student she had the right idea she, 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 she was like, I need dictionary. And she was right. She did need a dictionary, and, and she made the right decision. But she just marched straight into the teacher's yeah. room, bold yeah. as brass. Excuse yeah. me, I, uh, I'd like a dictionary. <laughs> and um, Her English was getting better and better. as The, the further she went into the yeah. teacher's room, her English got better and better, it at seems. The, just, at the, <laughs> just outside the teacher's room, her English was like, excuse me, I want, I want dictionary. And then when she got in... All the way into the teacher's yeah. room, she she become brilliant. Yeah. She, she said, "Like, um, excuse me, sorry to bother you, but uh, if it's not too much trouble, I wonder if uh, I could possibly borrow a dictionary, maybe um, just for a while. Mm. Is that all right?" That's the effect the the teachers have in this place. Yeah. Uh, but you know, sometimes you know Simon. Yes. I think has have you done podcasts with him? To the listeners? Uh, not yet. Yeah. No, no. Uh, I haven't introduced Simon yet, but Simon's <laughs> a big personality. Yeah. Um, he's he's a really nice guy, uh, but sometimes he gets quite angry, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. And one time I remember in a meeting, <laughs> yeah. he shouted. Yes. He got really angry. He started swearing, saying bad words. Yeah, because he's got you know um, he's got a slightly short temper. Yeah. He's yeah. a great guy though. Yeah, but um, I think his bark is worse than his bite. Yeah. You know? I mean people. Some people maybe will will meet Simon sometimes, and they think that he's an intimidating mm. person or something. But yeah, his bark is worse than his bite. Yeah. Once yeah. you get to know him, you realise he's a lovely guy. Yeah. He's, he's not that intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Um, yes. Who else can we talk about? Well, we shouldn't really talk about <laughs> the staff in the in the teachers' room. I think no. it's not really appropriate. No. Um, but it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, sort of the way in which people uh, interact with each other at work. Yeah, yeah. You know, like in the office, yeah, uh, in, in stuff like that. It's funny, isn't it, when uh, let's say people 
meet each other in office environments, maybe at the water, the water cooler or at the photocopier. You know the way they kind of yeah, talk to each other. Yeah. It's actually I heard that um, work, the workplace, is the most common place to meet um, potential really? uh, life partners. That many husbands and wives actually met each other yeah. at work. It's interesting. Wow, well, uh, that happened in the office, didn't it? In what the, in the, the TV, TV show? Shows, yeah. TV show The Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah it did. Uh, yeah, there were two characters that sort of uh, got together. Because you see them in the show flirting with each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, yeah, if you fancy someone, you can kind of see them every day. Um, yeah. You don't really have to chat them up, do you? You don't have to, like, go to take them to a bar to chat them up. No. You can just sort of chat them up there at, at the photocopier, for example. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But don't you think that... Um, don't you think it's a bit tricky to actually start going out with someone that you work with? Because um, it's, that's the, when the relationship changes, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I've... I've never done that actually. Uh, yeah, it might be a bit awkward. Yeah. Because when do you tell everyone, you know? Yeah. And what if it goes wrong? Because then you're going to be working with that person every day and it yeah. could be really embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, if you know someone, how do you ask them out? You know? Yeah. What would you do? You'd be like, um, <laughs> you know that we're like really good friends. Um, yeah, how would you ask someone out without being yeah. put into the friend zone? Yeah. Yeah. You've got to avoid the friend zone if possible. Suppose yeah. it'd be like, um, you know that we, you know the way we keep meeting at the photocopier and it's just really great and everything. Do you want to, <laughs> should we do that? The, exactly the same thing at the photocopier, but where in a place where there is alcohol. So imagine that instead of it being a photocopier, it's a bar. Yeah. Let's let's do the same thing, but in a bar. Yeah. Um, if it was the right person, it would probably work, yeah. I think. Well, the other day, Luke, I was telling you about, um, uh, well, a friend of mine, mm. uh, I, I know him, I, he is a, a very attractive friend of ah, mine. Ah, this is this guy that you yeah, were telling me yeah. about. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, I would say that we have chemistry. Really? Yeah. It's just like a certain special something <laughs> between you when you meet? <laughs> well, uh I, I have to I have to go back up the list, but I do fancy him. Really? Yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure. We we went out for a meal, but I I don't know if uh, you know if it was a date or not. And I was asking mm. your opinion. Yeah. So you went out for a meal with him, but you weren't yeah. sure if it was a date. That's a bit complicated. Because you should really know. Maybe he's thinking, "Oh, Kate's lovely. I think I'll take her out for a date. Uh, I think I'll take her out for dinner." And you're thinking. Is this a date or is it? Maybe what we should, what what people should do is they should have, they should be obliged to explain their um, their reasons for doing things before they do it. So there should be an oblique, like a bit of admin that you have to do at the beginning of that kind like of thing. Like a risk assessment. Yeah, you'd be like, um, before we start this dinner, I'd just like to say that um, in, for me, this is definitely a date. Yeah. I, I didn't say that it was a date, but it, but it definitely is. Yeah. And, uh, and then you would have to like comply with the regulations and, ex and state <laughs> your, your perception of but, it. You know, but when you fall for someone, uh, it's not that black and white, is it's it? Not. It's not that um, simple. Yeah, mm. yeah. You think you could fall for this guy? 
Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> really? If only he knew. Mate, listen to the podcasts. You know that, you know, you no, went out... please don't listen. <laughs> okay, alright, alright, alright. Um, but, you know, Kate, you know, when you get together with someone, it's all yeah. fantastic at the beginning, it's, it's brilliant, it's all roses, but sometimes yeah. things go wrong, don't they, Kate? Well, yeah. Yeah, it they happens. Do. It just happens to people occasionally. Unfortunately, yeah. People, you know, uh, they they start to change. Yeah. And uh, and then what happens? Then they drift apart. They just drift apart. Uh, yeah. And then eventually, maybe they might split up with each yeah. other. It's yeah. sad, isn't it? Yeah. When that happens. Um. So, like Diana, Princess Diana, yeah. and Charles. Yeah. Um. They drifted apart, and then they yeah. split up. And then she died. <laughs> Tragic. <laughs> Yeah, um, but do you think with um, with Prince William, um, do you think he's going to stay with uh, with Kate? William and Kate are they yeah. going to stay together? Yeah, damn right. You don't think he's he's going to dump her? Why would he dump Kate? <laughs> Why would anyone dump her? Why could anyone? Well, um, because a French magazine has just published photos of her. Yeah. On holiday. And have you seen the photos? No. Have you? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get the feeling you, you quite like Kate Middleton. Yeah, well, yeah, I do like Kate Middleton, yeah. yeah. She's uh, on balance. Mm. I think she's all right. Yeah, yeah. she seems to be quite like quite good. Yeah, yeah. I haven't found any. I haven't noticed anything that I've really wrong with her mm. yet. Mm. Uh, she seems to be quite sort of level-headed. Yeah. She's sat quite down to earth. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've got a bit of a soft spot for, for her. Have you? Uh, yeah. But anyway, um, I don't think William will dump Kate. No. I think that uh, that would look bad. That would be seen as a, a failure, I think. So yeah. I don't think he will dump her. And anyway, I think he likes her. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm quite into Kate. Yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> I, think that, I think everyone's quite into yeah. Kate at the moment. I think so. Um, and I think... We've seen quite a lot of her with the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, she's been going to all the all the events, and she, she. I think she plays quite a lot of sport yeah. herself. I think she's quite keen on sport. Yeah, she's quite sporty, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I I wonder if one day we could we could see Kate Middleton playing sport. I think that would really appeal to uh, <laughs> lots of people. Can you imagine? So Kate, Kate Middleton in a pair of shorts. <laughs> um, I think it would appeal to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, I think I think it would go down well. I think actually. it would go. I think that that would go down really well. Really well. Except maybe some feminists might disagree with the idea of parading our future queen <laughs> in front of the eyes of the world dressed in a pair of tiny shorts. <laughs> you know, if we did get her to, to, to join the, the, the beach volleyball team, the British beach volleyball team, <laughs> that some people might consider that to be a bit inappropriate. But I think it would go down well with sort of middle-aged men. <laughs> yeah, I, definitely. I, yeah. I don't know if Kate would like it, though. Mm. And then the Queen, what would she say? <laughs> uh, she would say, well, no, I'm not... I'm not I, I don't approve of this. It's uh, it's not really to my liking. Yeah, I think she probably would say that, wouldn't yeah. she? Um, 
Wonder what, what a sporting event would the Queen <laughs> approve of? What would be to her liking? Well, well actually, right, right. Okay, what we're going to do is um, round, gather all the poor people together <laughs> and make them run across the countryside, <laughs> and then members of the royal family, armed, armed with um, shotguns, simply chase the poor people and very well shoot them until they're dead. I think maybe, no, I'm, I'm just being ridiculous, of course. I think the Queen is into, I think she's into... Um, corgis. She's into corgis and also bungee jumping. <laughs> no, no, not bungee jumping. She's into parachuting. Yeah, mm. if you see the opening ceremony. Yeah, she's crazy about it. She, she's just mad about parachute jumps. <laughs> like, now... <laughs> Philip! <coughs> I can't do that voice for very Philip. long. Can you do the yes, Queen's voice? Yes. Now, Philip, um, there's something I, w I must do today. Um, it, it's with a helicopter. Um, <laughs> a man called, um, I think he said his name was Mr. Bond. I think he's going to come, come round to my house and um, to the palace, and then I'm going to go off in a, off in a helicopter and. Uh, Jump, 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 <laughs> jump out. Jump out, jump out of a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know, the Queen, she she just loves Buckingham Palace. Yeah, well, it's her home. Yeah. It's been the home of the royal family for, for many years. Yeah. I think they're very attached to it. I think they are, yeah. No, I would be. If, I, if, I, <laughs> if, if that was my house, I would be quite attached yeah. to it too. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, would, would you, if you owned Buckingham Palace, would yeah. you rent out some of the rooms? Um, you could get some good money out of that. You know what I'd do? I'd have lots of big parties. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I uh, like I love parties. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um well I didn't used to like parties. No? No. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, wait a minute. Uh, I love parties. I'm just addicted to uh parties. Yeah. I'm just really? addicted to having parties. You just yeah. can't stop having parties. No, no. Really? That's brilliant. Every weekend. Really? How come I haven't heard about? <laughs> how come I haven't heard about any of these parties, Kate? Um, have you been having parties every weekend? <laughs> no. Well, I, I I try and go to a party every weekend. No, I don't. I don't have a party in my flat. No, no, no. no. But when I do, I invite you. Yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like parties. I didn't used to like parties, no? but now I do. I've really grown to like parties, as a matter of fact, Kate. I used to be shy and retiring, and I used really? to have very pale skin, and I would stay indoors <laughs> in the darkness. I didn't like to expose myself to other members of the public, and so I... Did you used to be a vampire? Did I used to be a vampire? Uh, um, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, but really? Yeah. That's I, side to you that I didn't know before. The the vampiric side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there are many sides to Luke from Luke's <laughs> English podcast. There's obviously the ridiculous kind of crazy kind of funny guy, and then there's also the dark, uh, brooding vampire, which not many people know no. about because it's not true. But, but there's also that side to me too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, I, I used to be a bit more antisocial, but I've grown to enjoy parties. Mm. And I, I, I like a party. You'll always find me in the kitchen at parties, <laughs> oh, serving yeah. the drinks. Yeah? Yeah, I like to do that. Yeah. Hey, hey, welcome to the party. You want a drink? Where can I get you? Coca-Cola? No problem. <laughs> Orange juice? Knock yourself out. Glass of milk? OK. 
okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how I like to really? behave in parties. When I when I have parties, I always realise that I haven't got anything to drink apart from alcohol. <laughs> Just got alcohol. Yeah, that's my problem. And uh, a friend of mine, I feel really bad. A friend of mine came. They brought their boyfriend. And at the beginning of the party, it was on my roof. I've got a roof terrace, yeah. as you know. Yeah. And uh, at the beginning of my party, he, I said, oh, do you want to drink? He said, oh, do you have any, uh, can I just have some water? And, uh, mm. and then at the end of the night... <laughs> what happened? I, well, he left and, and I realised that I'd never given him water. Oh, no. <laughs> I'd completely forgotten. You asked, he asked you for water yeah. and you, in your mind, subconsciously, you went, mm. I'm not giving him any water. Yeah. I never, <laughs> I never got round to um, going downstairs to you get just, the water. You just didn't get round to no. it? Yeah. Uh, is this the guy that you were talking about earlier, Earlier, the guy that you have a soft spot for? Um, uh, no, 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 no. Different uh, guy? Different guy, different guy. This was, um, no, this, this guy, uh, he was just my, I'd never met him before. He yeah. was uh, uh, my friend's boyfriend, so. Okay. No, I Who didn't know him long enough. It doesn't I, matter. <laughs> I'll never meet him again. He lives in America. He's probably in America now going, God damn it, why didn't that girl give me the water? I asked for a water and she didn't give me a water. What the hell, what the hell's wrong with that woman? She's yeah. probably like, I'm never going to go to Britain again. <laughs> probably. They're so stingy with their water. Do they say stingy in America? I don't know. No. They're so goddamn mean with their water. Yeah, exactly. Those Brits, why is it with the Brits and the water? You ask a, a lady for a water, <laughs> she says, sure, I'll get you some water. And then three <laughs> months later, she still ain't giving you no water. What the hell's going on, Britain? Um, so I can't get enough of doing the American accent. Yeah. I think it's such fun. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, so what we're saying is it's hard to get round to to doing what? Yeah, yeah. Well, to be honest, I find it hard to get round to doing anything at all. Like, yeah. um, I, I'm meant to be. What am I meant to be doing at the moment? Oh yeah, um, I had these great students. Um, uh, well, a one-to-one -one student, a Swedish woman, yeah. who was just really good fun, uh, really great. Yeah. And she said, oh, here's my email address. Yeah. Keep in touch. Yeah. And that was, I don't know, a couple of months ago, you two just, months ago. You just didn't get round to sending her an email. No, I keep putting it off. Yeah, you're see? like, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. I'm too, I can't be bothered to well, type. <laughs> well, well, I haven't got a smartphone, so... I have to remember to do it. You got a stupid phone. <laughs> I have got a really stupid phone. Yeah. Yeah. Really, it's like, really. hey, kid, <laughs> what do you want to do today? Make a call, maybe. <laughs> like, oh, come on, stupid phone. Just let me send a text message. It oh, even... I can't remember how to send a text message. It even... Do you want to make a call? <laughs> Why don't you just call her? Oh no, I'd rather send a text. No, it doesn't even say that though. It says, hey, kid. I'm gonna. I, I, I'm not even gonna be able to turn myself on now. I'm just gonna be dead today. You turn your phone on. It's like, hey, Kate. You know, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Uh, thanks a lot for that phone. Can yeah. I just make a phone call, please? Yeah. Yeah. I um, really need a new phone. Really. Yeah. yeah really. I. Yeah. You know. I do get caught up in the sort of 
madness around the new, new yeah, mobiles. Yeah, you know, me the, too. The iPhone 5 is out, the mm. Samsung Galaxy S3 is out, and I'm really caught up in all the hype. Mm. I'm Googling it, mm. I'm Googling, Googling that, I'm Googling the fact that I've just Googled it, <laughs> and I'm Googling whether, how many people are Googling the fact that I'm Googling uh, the new smartphones. Yeah. So I'm really caught up in it. Yeah. Um, you know what? Um, you know... This is a bit of a tangent, but um, it does make sense. Yeah. It does make sense. Yeah. Um, when you talk about Googling, yeah. have you heard the new thing that you can do with, uh, I think his name is Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon? Yeah. You mean the actor, yeah, Kevin Bacon? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what you can do, you can Google his name. Yeah. Uh, what you write is Kevin Bacon uh, and then Six. number. Yeah. And then another actor's name. Yeah. And there... Every single actor in the world uh, is no more than six people away from Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. So basically, this is an old thing of like the six degrees of Kevin yeah. Bacon, yeah. which is the, the actor, Hollywood actor Kevin Bacon, Google it, Kevin, K-E-V-I-N, Bacon, like the delicious food. Um, the idea, the theory is that Kevin Bacon can be connected to yeah. any other Hollywood actor within six moves. Mm. So it's like Kevin Bacon and Al Pacino. Will it be like Kevin Bacon, well, he appeared in a movie with Al Pacino yeah. once. <laughs> or Kevin Bacon and Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Or Kevin Bacon worked with Robert De Niro in a movie. Robert De Niro produced a movie with Matt Damon in it. And Matt Damon was directed by Clint Eastwood mm. in a movie. And so there you go. Mm. Kevin Bacon to Clint yeah. Eastwood in just four movies. Yeah. And um, Google has now made this official. It's, it's a feature of Google yeah, yeah. that you can find the number of moves between Kevin Bacon yeah. and any any other actor. Yeah. And I tried I tried to Google, I tried to do this game last night. I, yeah. I tried it with Kevin Bacon number. I tried various actors who I thought weren't very famous, but mm. then I just gave up on it. You're like, I can't be bothered with this yeah, anymore, yeah. I'm going to give up on it. <clears throat> Sometimes you just run out of patience with yeah. uh, the internet, yeah. there's just so it, much stuff it takes up. It takes up so much of my time, yeah, the internet. Yeah. Honestly, I, I should really stop using the internet Some, so much. Sometimes I feel like I'm just going off the internet, I'm yeah. just like, oh, I, can't, I, uh, I don't like the internet anymore, yeah. I've really gone off it. Mm. Yeah. Really? Yeah, but then again... When I hear about the news of like the iPhone sort of 19 mm. coming out in, in a few years, I'm really thinking, shall I get the iPhone 4S or yeah. shall I hold out for the iPhone yeah. 5? You know, I'm, yeah. it's a difficult decision to make. And I think, yeah. no, I'm going to hold on. I'll hold on until they make an iPhone that is so good that I don't need to do anything. Mm. That the iPhone will do my washing up. It will change the channels on my TV. Yeah. I, it, it will go to work, it will record podcasts for me. It will be called a Walkman as well. It will be called a Walkman. Good? Yeah, I don't want to do anything. Mm. I just want uh, the phone to do all the work for me. So I'm going to hold on until yeah. we get the iPhone 19. Well, I'm so pissed off with my phone that yeah. I, I just really, I, I need to buy a new phone, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm thinking of getting an iPhone myself. Well, you know, they're very good. You yeah. should consider the alternatives. Maybe an HTC, a Samsung, yeah. a BlackBerry. Uh, maybe the <laughs> no, new... not a BlackBerry. No, no they're, not, they're not that bad. Really? Yeah, BlackBerrys have got keys, like actual buttons. <laughs> Luke is now using his thumbs. I'm miming <laughs> the action of 
texting on a BlackBerry, and it's nice. It feels good. It feels very good. Because the great thing about... I mean, Blackberries, as we know, they're not brilliant. Mm. But the keys, the keyboard, it's an actual... They're actually proper buttons. Mm. It's much better than using a touch screen. I hate typing on a touch screen. Mm. Mm. It's not satisfying. On the buttons, you get the satisfying little click whenever you press a button. Really? It's, yeah, it's like tactile. Yeah. You can feel the buttons going in and, and, and yeah. stuff. It's good. Um... But don't, don't get pissed off with your mobile, okay? Because, I mean, you, you know, you never really seem to be pissed off. You always seem to very, be very calm. Well, um, yeah? actually, uh, that's just all on the surface. Really? Deep down, I, I feel I've got all these emotions bubbling away inside me. Okay. I just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just bottle up my feelings. Don't bottle up your feelings like that, Kate. You've got to just let them out. Have an angry rant from time <laughs> to time. I'll or, tr- well, I don't like getting angry. I, no. I prefer bottling up my feelings. Well, if you do bottle the, up those feelings, mm. I suggest maybe selling those bottles on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could get a, 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 you could get a lot of money for those bottles. It's like a, a, a one liter bottle of Kate's Anger. frustration. Really? Yeah, it looks like sounds like an energy drink. <laughs> Kate's frustration energy drink. Really? You know, whatever gets you through the night. Yeah. Um, well, actually, you know what, Luke? Um, before we started having this conversation, I was feeling I was feeling quite down. Don't feel down. You know <laughs> what you've got? You've got the you've got like a diploma uh, hangover. Yeah. It's like you, the, yeah. the excitement of finishing your your uh, teaching course, mm. the excitement of doing all of your studies mm. and all that hard work. Mm. That excitement sort of reached a peak mm. just after you, it you finished, yeah. and now it's dipped. It so you're dipped. In, uh, uh, I see what you the diploma dip. You're very, very, very clever. I love the English language. Um, and uh, yeah, when I got the result, I felt really happy. Uh, but and then I, I was really into using all these new ideas. But but now I haven't been feeling so happy. But actually, Luke, um, you've you've really cheered me up with yeah. this this conversation. It's been really fun. Good. I'm glad. And listeners. I hope that uh, perhaps uh, I may have cheered you up as well uh, by exposing you to this uh, conversation and teaching you a whole list of extremely useful phrases and expressions which you can go out and use in your daily lives in order to, well, let's face it, make some money. Uh, So good luck with that. Money cheers you up, doesn't it? Money cheers you up, yeah. Well, yeah, of course it does, yeah. When you get loads of money, you're like... I was sad, but now I have money. <laughs> and, and you can buy golf clubs and, and things. The latest iPhone, all the Walkmans in the world. Yeah, yes. Well, Paul McCartney. Yeah, it's all part of my dream, Kate, <laughs> is to, to, to do all of those things. To we, buy Paul McCartney. I want to buy Paul. <laughs> and I'll say, Paul? And he'll be like, oh, hi, Luke. And I'll say, Paul, how much? Uh, how much for what, Luke? How much for you, Paul? And he'll say, for you, Luke? Oh, about £10. Luke. Luke, because he's from Liverpool. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. So don't, please just um, maybe donate a couple of pounds yeah. to Luke's English Podcast. And eventually, after about 10,000 years, <laughs> I'll be able to buy Paul McCartney. And, and I'll, I'll just put him in the corner 
And whenever I want him to perform a song for me, I'll just throw him a 10p piece, like a coin, a one pound coin, and say, Paul, play me, um, play me, hey Jude. Oh, no, don't say hey Jude. No? No, because we'll muck it up. Hey Jude, don't make it bad. No, no, I don't like Hey Jude as much as some of his other songs. I love Hey Jude, but um, in the opening ceremony, he he went wrong. Did Did he make a mistake? He did, yeah. Well, he started, Hey Jude, and then he had to start again. Hey Jude. Yeah, but how do you make a mistake in Hey Jude? What did he do? Did he he kind of go, Hey Jude, make it bad. (laughs) Don't make it bad. Don't make it bad. Sorry, start, we'll start again. Um, yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm glad that this has cheered you up, Kate. Thank you, yeah. And, it and, has, I, yeah. and I hope that, uh, hope the listeners uh, followed that. Um, and uh, so, yes, that's basically it. You heard all of those expressions, I expect. Um, we used all of them in the list. Um, so I suggest that you go and look at the list now and sort of have a look at all those expressions. Uh, you can listen to that conversation again and see if you can notice the expressions as we use them. Think about the way that we use the expressions, things like the verb tenses that we use as we do it, and just really figure out the ways in which you can start using those expressions too. It might also be a good idea for you to pause the recording sometimes and just practice saying the, the expression a couple of times yourself. Whatever you have to do to get Uh, a grip on these bits of language, you just do it and then go out there and use them. Use them for yourself because that's the best way, isn't it, Kate? Definitely, yeah. Okay. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks again for listening. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Luke's English Podcast. Don't forget to visit teacherluke.podomatic.com for more information.